Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. Sons of God here. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we've been talking about the wisdom of God, the word of God, the finished works of Christ, the spirit empowered life. But today is about the Holy Spirit. Okay? Somebody said the Spirit. The Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a force. He's not a wind. He's just not the things we see in film. That's not it. The Holy Spirit is a person like me and you. So because he does not have a physical body, a lot of us tend to disregard him and be like, eh, yeah, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. And because of a lot of symbolism and depictions we see in the Bible, like the wind on the day of Pentecost, the tongues of fire, and the dove when Jesus was baptized, we tend to think, oh, the Holy Spirit is, is a force, he's a symbol, and jargon like that. But the Holy Spirit is a person. And that person is in us. So let's go to John 14, verse 15 to 17. John 14, verse 15 to 17. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And today, the Holy Spirit dwells with us, and he is in us. Amen. A helper is a person, is a position, is a title, is a role. We cannot call tools helpers. In a sense, people are helpers, but the helper is the Holy Ghost. If you remember from the quotes we were reading, there's one where he says, um, the Spirit is the one who stares people's hearts to you. The Spirit is the one who endears us to people. So it's the Spirit that is the helper. And, it, and that quote ended with saying we should focus on God and not the people. So God is the source and he is the helper. And any person that we see that is helping us or any tool or resource he has blessed us with that is helping us, it's not the helper. It's just a manifestation of the helper, which is Jesus Christ. And that's the Holy Spirit that he sent to be in us. The Holy Spirit is the helper. Please let's repeat that. The Holy Spirit is the helper. The Holy Spirit is my helper. Now, if you read the Gospels, there's a particular chapter, I think it's also John 14, where Jesus is like, and I'll send you another helper. And he starts listing what the Holy Spirit does. He says he's a comforter. He says he's your, he's your friend. He's your aid. He's your help. And if we notice in this verse, he just says, I will send you another helper. So in a different portion of the Bible, Jesus takes time to emphasize comforter, this, that. But have you ever wondered why he just said helper here? That is because, because of Adam's trade, we all need help. 
I need help. You need help. Those people on the streets need help. Humanity needs help. It's obvious. Things are going wrong everywhere. Whether it's the situations in Nigeria, situations in some households, situations in the world. Humanity needs help. They need a savior. They need Jesus. So the helper is Christ. The helper is the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say that interchangeably because they are the Godhead. We need God. Simple and short. Do we get it? So money is not a helper. It's a tool. Resources are not a helper. They are tools. Even the people God has given us, even though God has sent us people and placed people strategically in our lives and blessed us with them and says, oh, this person, you will help this person, this person will help you. They are not the helper. God is the helper. And by the Holy Spirit in us, he is helping us. Amen. Amen. So, an illustration I have for this is when someone asks for something, what do you use to give it to them? If I say, um, please hand me my phone, you will use your hand and give it to me. So that's an explanation. The person who is helping me is you, but you give it to me with your hand. When we ask the Holy Spirit for help, he helps us. And most of the time, that's through people or resources. And that is like the hand in this illustration, while the Holy Spirit himself is the helper. So I want to emphasize this help something very, very well before I move on. But going back to my main verse, Romans 8, verse 14, because you can be wondering now, she said her main verse, main verse is 8, verse 14. There's no help in that verse, so let me explain it. So in Romans 8, verse 14, where it says, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I want to emphasize on led, are led by. So it is when you acknowledge you need help that you are ready to submit yourself to being led. So even in my household, as my parents, they have the authority to tell me to do something, and I'm going to do it. But when I start to submit to their leadership, I have recognized I need help. Do we get that? When we decide to submit and admit that we need help, that is when we submit to leadership. So it starts with, you need to acknowledge, I can't do this thing. I need help. Oh, save me. I cannot do, I don't know what to do. Help me. Lead me. Do we understand? And now, the thing with being led is you cannot be led by a stranger. If you don't know me from Adam, I just say, oh, come, come, come. Let's go to this place. Will you follow me? No! Well, I don't know you. Where are you taking me to? So yesterday, I went out. It was when I came back that Daddy told me I would have this opportunity. Thank you, sir, for the, for the blessing. By the way, we thank God. So... As I went to Market Square just here, I came out after buying something. And this random man speaks to me. And he, said, and he introduces himself and he's like, oh, can I get your number? Can I get to know you? I said, no, you can't get to know me. But in that moment, that's an illustration of a stranger. So if he's offering to lead me somewhere or take me somewhere or know me, will I follow him? No. We can admit he did recognize the beauty because God really did good things for me. You don't see us, I'm sharp today. It's because of this. So glory be to God. So he's a stranger. And he can't lead me anywhere. Because I will not follow him. I don't know you. Where do you want to take me to? What do you want to use my number and do? You understand? So as believers now, 
we need to know the Holy Ghost because we cannot be led by a stranger. So is the Holy Spirit a stranger to you? That's something to think about. Is the Holy Spirit a stranger to you? Because he's in you. You have him. That's your birthright. But is he a stranger? Do you know him? Do you have a relationship with God? When we say, oh, trust God, trust God, trust God. Do you know him to even trust him? Do we understand that? So led means to drive, to induce, to bring forth, to conduct, to carry, to keep. All these definitions, they are just emphasizing that the Holy Spirit is the one who is going to drive our actions when we submit to be led by him. He's the one who is going to induce them. He's the one who is going to bring them forth, to conduct them, to carry them, to keep them. So when we do something in obedience, the Holy Spirit is the one who goes forth and says, okay, my child has obeyed, and this is what what I'm going to do. I'm going to carry this action forth. I'm going to carry this word forth. Like in the epistles, I've forgotten which particular one, where it says, Paul, I, Paul, planted the seed, and Apollos watered, and it later came to sprouts when they were having a division over, oh, we are Paul's people, we are Apollos' people. No, you are God's people, because it's the Holy Spirit who took forth that word when they obeyed and preached the gospel. So we need to know someone intimately to even trust that they will help us. Strange... (sighs) I cannot just come and follow somebody I don't know. I can't, you can't just see me one day and be like, oh, trust me, I'll take you to somewhere. Where are you taking me to? Why do you want to take me there? You need to know the person's intent. You need to know the person's heart. You need to know the person to follow the person. You understand? So, if you are unsure of a person's intent and motive, if you do not know someone, you don't trust them, you don't have a relationship with them, you cannot be led by them. You may be doing the surface level things of, okay, I will come to church. And pastor said, I'll read my Bible. We're doing Bible plan. Pastor said, oh, when you are praying, close your eyes, raise your hand, submit to God. Pastor said, when I'm standing here, you should stand. You can do all of those surface level things. But in your heart, you know you are not submitted. You are not being led. Do we understand that? So we need to know him intimately, to know his heart and trust his motives to be led by him. So God will not move until you ask him to. And you will not ask if you don't know him. All those idle statements we make as Nigerians, oh, let God not forget me. God didn't forget you. You don't know him. Come say, oh, God, I beg. God, oh, Jesus. But you don't know the Jesus. But you are calling his name. What's going on? Something is wrong somewhere. There is a place of relationship. So as we learn about the power of God and his wisdom, let us also be mindful of his person. Because the Holy Spirit is a person. And that person wants a relationship with you. And relationships are not one-sided. You have to submit to him. It's two people. Okay, I talk to you. You talk to me. I tell you about my day. You tell me what you've done. Everything. Oh, how far are you now? If I just call now, oh, how far are you now? How are you day? What's going on with you? I think it's okay. It's a relationship. So, on your own, when have you sat down? No, oh, Holy Spirit, how far things? You know things are always good, but you can still say how far things. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's relationship. You're getting comfortable with the Holy Ghost. So, 
We know this chant that's been trending. I think it's an Igbo chant. Where it's like, the conqueror, the champion, the lion is here. Do we know that? Do we know that? We know that Christ has overcome. And we have overcome in him. So Christ is our conqueror. We know that Christ is the champion. We know that Christ is the lion of Judah. But have you ever made that connection before? Have you ever made that connection before? The conqueror, the champion, the lion is here. The thing is, when you know God and you have a relationship with him, you begin to see him everywhere. See him in songs, see him in people, see him in clouds. I personally like clouds. So anytime I see clouds, I'm like, chai, chai. God, you did something here. This thing is very fine, very, very fine. Centering my eye. So when you know God and you have a relationship with him, that's when you can start to appreciate his creation. And that is what leads us and calls us to love. Because we know God and we start to see God in people. So we now feel drawn and compelled to love them. As opposed to, oh, God said I should love them. So let me just, let me just. That's, that's not the same thing. Do we understand that? So, I have a quote from a book that I have been reading as this message has been going on. Because the message, the word sparked something in my heart, as it should be doing in all of you. If, if they are preaching the word and nothing is being revealed to you, nothing is changing in your life, what's going on? What is really going on? You need to ask yourself. So I've been reading Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. And one of the quotes and lines there that touched me is when, I think he was quoting a woman, it said, the Holy Spirit is the most wonderful person ever. And I was like, ah, wonderful person ever? I know the Holy Spirit is God. I know the Holy Spirit is in me. I know he's powerful. He's given me power. I know he's wise. There's his word. But do I know him as, as wonderful? Talk less of the most wonderful. Do I, do I know him like that? When you hear things like that, you should be challenged in your faith. That's Lord. They say, knowing of you that is higher than the way I am now, I want to go there. You understand? When you hear of miracles, you hear of testimonies in the faith, what should come to your mind is, Lord, I want to be there. I want to be there. And when you acknowledge that thing and you realize, Lord, you want a relationship with me. I have to work and invest in this relationship with you. That is when you can start being led by the Spirit as a son of God. Because we know we are sons of God by inheritance. But now, to be led is a choice. Like how we've been saying, ignorance is a choice. Knowledge is a choice. To be led is a choice. So as we are talking about living a powerful life in the Spirit, living a Spirit-empowered life, and knowing the wisdom of God, we need to know the person of God. So I challenge you today to gist with the Holy Ghost. Build your relationship with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can we put our hands together and appreciate? Thank you. That was powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, if I leave, I should just, just be going. Praise the Lord. That was a very powerful message. You know, something she said that, that blessed me. He said, um, people may assist you, may help you, but they are not the helper. And this was the catch for me. The two 
is not the help. The help is the one using the tool. What men do for you is not the help. It is the Holy Ghost behind them that is making them help you. So we don't focus, when we focus on men, we focus on the truth. That for me, I've never, I preached the message, I wrote book, but I didn't see it like that. That blessed me. All right? Say amen. amen. Then there's another thing she said too, which was powerful. She said, you cannot be led by a stranger. That's true. I mean, if you just see someone in the street and you don't know the person, and the person says, follow me, will you follow the person? First of all, you say, who are you? That's a normal human response. Then, then if you bring it to spirituality, it's true. The reason we are not being led by the Spirit is because we really don't know Him. If you know Him, you will submit to His leadership. She said, to be led is a choice, and that is the truth. God will never force his leading on you. And for him to lead you, you have to know him. That's why he gave us his word. And as we grow in our knowing of him, we'll be realizing how much we need his leading in our life. Can we put our hands together for that? That was powerful. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says, out of the mouths of babes and suckling, God has ordained strength and perfected praise. That's a typical, that's someone from the teenagers. So how much more those of us who are men, women, what are we picking from what God is saying? If God can be speaking to them on that same level, what are you also hearing? Praise the name of the Lord. That should challenge us and also encourage us. All right. Are we ready for the word? We're going to be hearing God's word for another 30 minutes. And um, uh, well, Pastor Victor will be bringing that word for us. Amen. Amen. Pastor Victor is our resident and assistant pastor. And is a blessing, and God's word in his, is in his heart, life, and mouth. Can we rise up together and appreciate God's servant as he comes to speak to us for the next 30 minutes? Amen. 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 All right. Yeah. Should be here before that time now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bless you. Well done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word. We pray, Lord, as your word comes forth, it will bear fruits in our heart, and the fruit will remain in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Fill this place with your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for another opportunity to share God's word. Thank you, Rela, for that powerful word. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, I, re I remember... Back then, at home, you see, when I hear Orella talk, when I hear her talk, her speech, her confident alone, I would just say, Wow. Sometimes, when you hear her talk, sometimes you feel challenged. Amen. Yes. 
And if you want to try that, let her engage you then. You will know the day she engaged me at home back then. The second day she tried to do it, I was begging. I said, please, Orella, just leave me alone. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> because she will give you principle upon principle, and she will prove it to you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Last Sunday, I was sharing with us on the Christian life. Yesterday, I began to listen to pastor's message. Going back to the ways of the spirit. Spirit, power, living. I listened to the, mess, the why of the message. All of them. And I kept quiet. And I allowed the Holy Spirit to start talking to me. I just picked some of those series. Yesterday, I was going through them. And everything I'm about to share with us this morning came out from those series. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor said something in one of his message. He says that the power of God is regulated by the wisdom of God. Last Sunday, I told us something about the wisdom of God from the message that I listened by Pastor. That the wisdom of God is also the intelligence of God. And we say a lot about that. Hallelujah. And today we are going to be saying something different. Are you ready? If you're ready, can I hear you shout a louder? Amen. Amen. Say, I am, I am ready. Okay. Everything that happened to our life as believers started from somewhere. Amen. Urella laid a foundation by saying that the Holy Spirit lives in the inside of us. Like some of us used to see the Holy Spirit, even me, some years back, I used to see him as a thing, as one force, as one thing like that. But a better understanding came that the Holy Spirit is a person that dwells in the inside of us. And I have bad witness to that truth, to that fact, that truly the Holy Spirit is a person. Do you know how I know? Because he communicated back to me. He talks back to me. Amen. The year I was reading that Good Morning Holy Spirit, it dawned on me that the Holy Spirit associates with us to the point of even telling us how to dress. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. But today I will be sharing with us on I told us I got this from the, the going back to the ways of the spirit and spirit and power living. Amen. And I asked myself this question. How do how did all this thing played out in our lives? Some of you today you are born again. 
The day you accepted Jesus as Lord and personal Savior, I took time yesterday, I was engaging the Holy Spirit with some level of communication while I was on my system. I said, how did this happen? Just like Kurela said, it's just to say, nothing just happened outside the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, I was a sinner with the nature of sin. But today, I'm a believer. How did this happen? That is the demonstration that will show you the empowerment of the Spirit, how it plays out of your life. Yesterday, you were a sinner with the nature of sin. Today, you are a believer. Something happened to you. Are you following me? Something happened to you. And this morning, I want to bring to us the fruit of that thing that happened to you. And the title of my message goes this way. The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of a spirit-empowered life. The fruit of a spirit-empowered life. Something happened to that brother that was a sinner yesterday. And today, the person is a believer. I want to bring to us to our notice, based on what pastor has been teaching us, the lifestyle that we are living, the lifestyle of power, through the help of this person, the Holy Spirit. And the evidence, which is the fruit, that plays us, that indicates the true demonstrations of those powers. And you can attest to that. And you can see it happen in your life. You will agree with me. I prostituted some years back. Uh, like some people will say, I was a prostitute. But today, I am a believer. It did not just happen. The change did not just occur. Something happened. Something took place. That man, that woman that was a sinner yesterday. Something happened in the life of that man, that woman. That man had a message or listening to a message or listening to a preacher either on air or by TV or by tracks or through local assembly like this. And something took place in the life of that man after hearing the message. Write this down, number one. Let me begin to analyze to the fruit the fruit of a spirit and power life. Number one, it convicts. Number one, it convicts. And that conviction that took place is now the demonstration, the true empowerment, the, 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 the fruit of spirit-empowered life. It convict. The word convict then means to prove or to found guilty. 
the Holy Spirit came to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Let's open our Bible. Let's open our Bible to the book of John chapter 16 verse 8. And the Bible says, when he has come, he will do what? He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. That was what happened to you when you were a sinner. The Holy Spirit came. You heard a word preached. And the Holy Spirit convicted you, proved to you that truly, truly, you are wrong. You are guilty of this fact. But nevertheless, I am here to help you. Hello. Yes, you are wrong. Yes, you are found guilty. Yes, you were supposed to be condemned. He convicts of sin. But of righteousness, they say it doesn't matter. Since you have decided to know me, I have come to prove to you I have come to find you worthy of righteousness in him. He came to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And that was the transformation that took place in your life when you were sinner. And you were now being found worthy. He now convicts you. Of righteousness in Christ. And today you have a right standing. Before the very presence of God. I told us some Sundays back. Why, teach, why preaching like this. That as a result of that. Whenever just like pastor used to say to us. Whenever God looks at you. He sees Jesus in you. And that is a benefit that we are enjoying today. And that is the origin of this spirit-empowered life. It started, it all began from the place of conviction. We are the Holy Spirit convicted of, of sin and transformed us and convicted us of its righteousness in Christ Jesus. Today we can boldly say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Can I hear you screaming out? Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say it again. Say, I am the righteousness of God and Christ Jesus. The second fruit of a spirit-empowered life is it's empowered. It empowered. Let me say this before I begin. Before I continue, rather. If you see the way an unbeliever lives his or her life, the way they live their life, they are so confident of themselves. They just believe that everything they are doing is right, it's okay. Hello. 
I went out for evangelism some, um, some few uh, weeks back, I think, um, some few weeks back during our evangelism. And I was talking to a young man. I met him. I think he dropped a, a, a particular a cab dropped him, a boat precisely, and he came out. And he was sitting down somewhere. I walked up to him. He was dressing very fine. I think, he, he, I think maybe he was coming back from a office or a meeting or something. And I walked up to him. I said, ah, uh, good morning, sir. He said, please, can I share Jesus with you? Do you know what he said to me? <laughs> he said, I'm comfortable. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm good. I like the way I, I, I said. I don't look at him. I said, okay. I, I just wanted to find out if you have accepted him as Lord and person. He said, I don't even need to accept him. <laughs> the lady that was sitting close to him, I said, ah, why did they sound like this? He died for you. He said, did I send him? Hello. He said, I'm okay. I'm walking. I'm comfortable. I don't have a problem. I'm okay. Why listening to you? What will he come and do for me again? And I looked at him. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, do you know, I used to know someone like that some years back. And I used to stand that way. And I was shocked when I saw the person on the street preaching and ministering to, to somebody. And I asked him, ah, ah, Michael, what thing happened? He said, my dear, leave all those things. The truth is this. Anybody that don't know Christ is dead. I said, now you are saying, now you are talking. Hello. That does not just came outside God's enablement and empowerment. And that is the job of the Holy Spirit to empower us on a daily basis. Hello. If you're born again in this place and you are a child of God in this place, I want to remind you something and I want to let those of us that don't know, know this that the Holy Spirit that lives in the inside of us was given to us to empower us. In different aspects of life, in different phases of life, to empower me and you. That is why you can do wonders because of the enablement of the Spirit of God that, that is inside of you. Hello. This empowerment I'm talking about is given by the Holy Spirit in different aspects. It is in the side of wisdom. It is in the side of knowledge. Is it in the side of uh, handling circumstances and situation? Is empowerment. Just like Aurelia said. He said when you know the person of the Holy Spirit. There is this confidence in the inside of you. In the inside of you that will make, that will make you become so bold. So bold and fearless because you know that you are not just walking alone. You know that you are not just empty. There is this personality that resident in the inside of you. And that is why as a mother, you touch your child and you discover that your child is running temperature. As a mother, you will not panic. You will just walk up to the child and lay hands on the child. Your sickness, I cause you to depart in the name of Jesus. I speak healing to this body in the name of Jesus. Emeka, please look for a drug for him to take. Hello. 
But when you don't know that there is this enablement personality that dwells inside of you that carried grace, you begin to panic. You will be like a man who bought a boat like just like every other person. Starved himself inside the boat while others were eating. And he went out to go and beg. Said, please, can you give me to eat? He said, did you pay the same ticket I paid into this place? He said, yes. He said, if you have paid the ticket, then that means that is your ticket for everything. The Holy Ghost in the inside of us has given us the opportunity, the enablement to cause everything settled, to make everything happen in the inside of us, in our life. But if you don't know, you will cry. If you don't know, you will worry. If you don't know, you will panic. If you don't know, you will run up and down. The years of running up and down is God. I just know just one truth. Whenever circumstances occur, whenever things, issues happen in my life, in family, the first thing that comes to my mind is I have the Holy Spirit. Sometimes they may be overwhelming, but I have the Holy Spirit. Sometimes they may be stressful, but I have the Holy Spirit. Sometimes they may be too tough and shaken, but I have the Holy Spirit. What are you saying, Spirit of God? And you listen to him. That is where the enablement power will begin to pray. Will begin to play. I learned something from my pastor while staying in me. I discover anytime the pastor is in need of something or something happens, he will go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit. What should I do in this? Concerning this. Hello. One day I walked up to him upstairs. I said, sir, this. Uh, he said, go and ask the Holy Spirit what to do. Honestly, before I went to him, I didn't know. If you said, go and ask the Holy Spirit, I can also preach it and also say it to you. Go and ask the Holy Spirit, but I don't know the meaning. I don't know how to go and ask. Hello. But now I know better. The knowing begins from you, knowing the fact that the Holy Spirit is not far from you. The Holy Spirit resident in the inside of you. Can I hear you preach to someone beside you? Say, the Holy Spirit lives in me. Talk it loud. I said, the Holy Spirit lives in me. Say, the Holy Spirit is empowering me. Say, the Holy Spirit is empowering me. Listen. Are you a believer? You are looking for a job. Are you a believer? You are trusting God for wanting this thing, that thing. Are you a believer? You have some medical situation in your life. Are you a believer? Go back to that great personality in the inside of you. And let him tell you. The way out. Because the solution is right in the inside of you. Praise the name of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the enablement power of God. That resident in the inside of us. And its work is to enable me and you. As far as we operate in this act. It's always here with us to enable us. 
irrespective of issues, circumstances that we find ourselves, is always there to enable us. You see, pastor made a message and he asked a question and that question rings in my mind every day. When something happened to you, who do you run to first? Hello? Who do you run to first? What do you consult first? Some of us will forget. And you see, some of us has forgotten this and we have been in pain for years. It pains me because I have, have been there. Some of us has been in pains for years, in struggle for years, without even knowing that the solution to everything we are looking for resides in us. Without even knowing, we have forgotten that the Holy Spirit still is empowered. He still enables. And that is our life. That is our base. When this year 2023 began and I heard pastor say back to the ways of the spirit. He said go back to your origin. <laughs> Locate where you came from. Locate your source and that is the person of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two proof. It empowers Let's open our Bible to Colossians chapter 1 verse 11. Colossians chapter 1 verse 11. Strengthening with all power. According to his glorious might. For attending of all steadfastness. And patience. Joyously. Amen. Amen. Let's read that scripture, everybody. One, two, three, go. Strengthen with all mind. According to his glorious power. For all patient and long suffering. With joy. Amen. Strengthen with all my. Praise the name of the Lord. How do you see the evidence plays out on a daily basis as a believer here? Right in this natural, physical world. Look at somebody say you got strength from the Holy Spirit. Say I have strength from the Holy Spirit. The scripture says strengthening with all might that is the evidence that is the fruit it empower and how do, how do the Holy Spirit empower by strengthening you in every area of your weakness the Holy Spirit does what it strengthens you when people comes to pull you down the Holy Spirit does what it strengthens you. When people backbite you and want to bring you down, the Holy Spirit is that one that comes and it strengthens you. When some circumstances and issues that looks as if they are bigger 
than you. The Holy Spirit surface and it strengthens you. When you engage in some wars that look as if they are difficult, the Holy Spirit surface and they in strength. And sometimes this strength came, comes as a result of his divine intelligence. As a divine wisdom. I remember a testimony that Brad Benizai gave to. He said I was in the midst of a task. And the company said this thing must be done. And brother, it got to a point that I was confused. I didn't know what to do again. I was looking at the system. At that point, the natural idea ends. Man ideology finished. The Holy Spirit came into play. And do you know, just like Hurella said, because she laid a foundation of what I'm about, what, what I'm saying this morning. Uh, he, he said something. He says that the, 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 the strength, the strength would not just come, but the strength comes because you submit. <laughs> when you submit to the spirit that is in the inside of you, the strength comes. When you look at the tax. And he submit to the Holy Ghost. It admit within himself to himself and said, this one has end. This one, what they taught me in school is finished. Eh? I don't have idea again. Spirit of God, what can I do now? He now listened to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, get the green wire. Get the other one. Fix it there. Fix it there. That is how the Holy Spirit enables. And when he followed the instruction, because he submitted to the Spirit first, and the Spirit came and enabled him, and solution came. At the end of the day, everything began to work. He said, wow, everybody will be clapping for him. Man, this guy is a guru. <laughs> this guy is a guru. You too much. The colleague will say, oh, boy, I used one. <laughs> I used one. At that time inside in my day, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. The strength covers every aspect of our life. When you submit to Him, it strengthens you. Hello. When you submit to Him in any area, He shows up to strengthen you. Praise the name of the Lord. Can I hear you shout loud? I say, I have the strength of the Holy Ghost. I have the strength of the Holy Ghost. The the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Let me read this scripture before I proceed. The book of Ezekiel chapter 26 verse 27. The Bible says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status. And you will be careful to observe my ordinances. I will put my spirit within you. It is very clear. That strength is the Holy Spirit that the Lord put in the inside of you. And those things that you're seeing yourself. Do you see, I'll see some people. He said, man, ah. Hey, do you know I got to that place? Let me use common illustration. I was about going to Rumibo. I don't know this address. 
Eh? The person who gave me the address actually, but I misplaced the address. But I said, let me just go because I have to say this person. I got to the junction. I was confused. Has it happened to you? And some people make a statement like this. And something, he said, something said inside me. He said, take your right. People of God, look at your neighbor say, it is not something. Say, it is not something. The spirit that was put in the inside of you said to you, he said, take your right. Praise the name of the Lord. Pray the name of the Lord. I have gone to pray for somebody. And I wanted to lay my hands to pray for the person. And I heard the Holy Spirit. He says, don't lay your hands on the head of the person. Ask this person to place her hand on her stomach. On her stomach and lay your hands on the hands of this person. And speak to that. Amen. That is the Holy Spirit. Everyone under the sound of my voice, if you are born again in this place, that power is in the inside of you. That power is in the inside of you. Number one, it convicts. Number two, it empowered. Not just personally. You have been empowered to go and empowered. Hello. That was why it enables you. So that through you, it can enable some other person. Amen. Number three. Fruit of a spirit-empowered life. Can I hear somebody say, it renews. Scream and say, it renews. Shout it louder, say, it renews. The word renew there is, uh, let me use another word, regeneration or regenerated. Amen. And they are all likening to this particular word, a new bed. You are being renewed. Being renewed. Being regenerated. Amen. That means the real you under the sound of my voice right now is different from the old you. Hello. Listen. That prostitute that became a believer, as a believer, by the power of new birth, that believer that was a prostitute yesterday has automatically undergo a new bed. And that man, that woman automatically is a new being. That old life of prostitute or, or that old personality that was prostitute is gone. No wonder the Bible says, if a man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things have passed away. Say, behold, all things has become new. That is the life of the spirit. It renews. Can I hear you shout it loud? I say, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Can I hear you say, I have been renewed in Christ Jesus. You see, Pastor used to say this to us every time he says, he said, don't allow your past mistake eh, to haunt you. 
Because the devil will want to take advantage of the mistake you make yesterday to prove to you that you cannot be the Christian that you're supposed to be. He will be speaking, you will agree with me. Eh? You want to lift up your hand and pray. The devil reminds you, say, shut up, why are you praying? You don't forget 1982, Wednesday evening, 6 p.m., Okunquo House, Ishogo Street. Immediately your hand will come down. But when you understand the power of new birth in Christ, because the devil will come to tell you that you are not qualified. But when you understand the power of the new birth, when such thought comes, you stand to address this for the position that you are. This is a new life in Christ Jesus. And this is my position. My position is a power base. Is a life of the spirit. And the life of the spirit is the Zoe life that we just sang. And that is the very life of God. And that is the life that I have in the inside of me. And that is the life that I live. See, listen. That thing you told me of 1982, I can't remember it. It's gone. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. And immediately you make that known to the devil. Do you know what he will do? He will leave you for a while. <laughs> he will depart from you. Do you know what you have just done to him? You have just exercised your strength. You have just made him know that this man is a new man, a new woman in Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says there is now, therefore, no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Because he will always come to tempt you. Amen. It will always come to remind you of yesterday's mistake. Tell him yesterday is gone. Today is a new day. I'm a new, I'm a new being in Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Shout hallelujah. Let me say this, the fourth one, as I began to round up. The proof of the fruit of a spirit-empowered life, it transforms. Can I hear somebody say, it transforms? Transformation. Praise the name of the Lord. It transforms. Shout it, say, it transforms. Take note of this. Only the Holy Spirit has the power to make a change. To make a change. To make a change in the life of a man. That transformation is the change that took place in the life of that believer. Of that man, that brother, that sister. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says we should be renewed in our mind by the transformation that took place, that take place from his word. Amen. These four things I just mentioned, they are the package, a total package of a complete believer. Each and every one of us went through all this process. We were convicted of sin and of righteousness and judgment. We were empowered after then. 
we were renewed in Christ and we were all transformed. Each and every one of us went through this process. And the fruit and the evidence of this process is shown in our life on a daily basis. How many of you are seeing the transformation taking place in your life? If you are not seeing the transformation taking place in your life, then something is wrong. Praise the name of the Lord. Then something is wrong. Then you have to go back to the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have to go back to the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you know when I understand the importance of speaking in tongues? When he always hear pastor used to hammer, he says, spend time to pray in tongues. Spend time to pray in tongues. I remember when I came here newly, and when they understand what it be spend time with one is that anytime I come here, they pray in tongues because I'm gifted, I, I, I'm being baptized by the Holy Spirit. I will just open my mouth. I will begin to pray in tongues. I'll pray in tongues. Sometimes I pray because I see every other person praying. At the end of the day, I don't understand what I'm doing. Amen. But it's different from today. And anytime I pray in tongues, I, I am praying in tongues. The longer I spend praying in tongues, in between the tongue praying, I will be hearing the Holy Ghost talking to me. I will be hearing things happening in my spirit. Sometimes the Lord will open my eyes to see some certain things. Sometimes some instructions will come. See, whenever you are in the midst of mess, when you're ever in the midst of some hardship and some stuff and some battles and some warfare and some certain things, the transformation comes when you engage the Holy Spirit and you just submit to Him. Maybe by praying in tongues or by worship or something. And the Holy Spirit will come. And the Holy Spirit will cause a transformation, a change. Whether in marriage, whether in academics, whether in business, whether in your office, in every aspect, the Holy Spirit is always there to cause a transformation. A transformation. There is no case, there is no situation that is bigger that the Holy Spirit cannot transform. That is why he was given to us. To transform every calamities, every challenge, every situation, everything that does not look like God in our life into things that pleases God, into things that looks like God in our lives. And the Holy Spirit is the author and the center and the source of every transformation that you need in your life. As a believer, praise the name of the Lord. Rise up on your feet, everybody. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.com. Org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.